0: Welcome to On Call with Dr. Dave. Today we're talking with nursing student Cecily. Now this is the first time we've had a student come on that's currently in their training and it gives you a unique aspect because a lot of our guests, most of the stories they share are from their training. Even if they were out for 40 years, some of those stories that that are still fresh in their minds come from their training years or their first job. So you're in that moment where most things in medicine are making a huge impact because it's new, it's exciting, it's scary. So I think this is gonna be a great podcast because you are so close to it. And a lot of us get a little, not not necessarily jaded, but with time, things are a little less impactful. So it's, it's gonna be fun to see things through fresh eyes here. So student Cecily, welcome.
1: Hi, thank you, I'm excited to be here. I've been making a whole list of stories like since I like contacted you guys the last and I've been like asking people and getting like fresh perspectives and I'm like I work with a coworker that I've worked with since I've been a CNA and I'm like, okay, do you remember this story? Like give me the details again. Like tell me the story back to me so we can like figure it out together. And so (laughs) I have all the details. Everything's ready. I'm so excited.
2: (laughs) Well we're we're very, very excited to hear these stories especially since you're just like so bright-eyed and ready to go with this uh being a student and all so why don't yeah. you start with one that uh that is the top
1: the top of Ooh. your list that you definitely wanted to share today.
0: going straight to the top straight right. to the okay. top. not even gonna, not even going to lead it to it so. nope. right.
1: <laughs> right out the gate so one of my favorite stories that i like telling um is I wasn't even a CNA at this point. Like I was just a babysitter. Um, I've kind of always been like interested in healthcare. Um, And I had the opportunity early on to um, babysit a kid with spina bifida. And he's had so many, so many surgeries. And it got to the point where I had taken care of him for so long that his parents were like, we trust you more than we trust some of the grandparents, some of the nurses. And it was just kind of like, and it was just crazy. These kids were like that I babysat were just like kind of like my family. So we teased each other all the time. And um, at this point in his like healthcare journey, um, he had a uh, urostomy. So it's like um, pretty much like they surgically go in and like change the pattern of the bladder so that instead of going out the normal way it goes out of the stomach Mm -hmm. and part of his care was every couple hours or so we had to drain his bladder using just like a normal catheter and stuff like that and his parents were like okay we're gonna be like two hours away you won't be able to reach us by phone like during the time when you need to change or you need to empty his bladder. And his mom was like, we have full faith in you, but if anything goes wrong and this hole closes, throw him in the car and take him to the hospital. And I was like, okay, that's not stressful (laughs) at all. (laughs) I think I was about like 15 or 16 at the time. And I'm like, cool. And they lived right next to a hospital, but I was just like, oh, no. (laughs) And so I get him onto his changing table. He's about like seven or eight at the time. And this kid puts his hands behind his head. And looks me in the eye and goes, "Good luck, Cecily." And I was like, "Oh, no!" I'm like, hey, mm-mm, "No, you can't say no. Don't do that. Not nope. And it ended up being fine. But that's one of my favorite stories. Is just that he was like, "Good luck," and I'm like, "Your mom has full faith in me. Don't you dare say that." <laughs> so that was one of my one of my favorite stories. It's just that was before I was even trained in anything. She had shown me how to do it the day before, and I was like. Hey, cool. Thanks. And it ended up being well; he was fine. But yeah, I just I tease him about that every time I see him.
0: That's the old school way (laughs) of teaching medicine: is see one, do one, teach one. one. Yeah, it's like you're just throwing it. It's like, hey, here's this. This is how we do it. It's really important to do it right, and we're gonna be gone. Good luck. Bye.
1: Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) Uh, But yeah.
0: Yeah, that reminds me just briefly, the first time I had to do something called a retro bulbar block. So it's a needle that you put behind the eye and you inject wow. anesthesia behind the eye to numb everything for a surgery or for procedure. And I remember being in medical school and saying, I wanna do this. And they're like, no, we don't let medical students do this. This is something that you have to be a resident for." So I'm I'm a resident, yeah. but nobody really showed <laughs> me how to do one and I was never trained on it. And then the head of the department just said, oh, hey, why don't you do a retro block, get them ready. I'll be back in about 15 minutes and just leaves. And I'm the resident now, and now I've been authorized and told to do something. And I had no idea, actually, I'd never done it myself. I'd seen it done, but the nuances of actually doing it yourself. So I ran and grabbed a senior resident and said, please, I'm gonna do this myself, but please just be yeah. there. Like, Just make sure I don't do anything wrong, kind of be there for more yeah. support. And so I was able to do it. And then the senior resident left and I got credit for doing it correctly. But yeah, just Heck thrown yeah. in there. Just, okay, do this thing. Make sure not to poke mm-hmm. the eyeball. Make sure not to blind them. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do yeah. that. Just like, oh, you're you're on your own. Oh, and goody. you're sitting there with yeah. your
1: hands trying not to <laughs> shake. And you're like, just stay calm. Yeah.
0: Something I'd wanted to do for like two years, but they wouldn't let me do. And then all of a sudden I'm on the spot without really officially training on it. So but it went well, and he was numb, and the procedure went well.
1: <laughs> oh, perfect. I <Thank> <laughs> love
2: it. What are some other stories that you've got for us today?
1: So I've got some funny ones, and I've got some um, more just kind of like sentimental ones. I've only, in reality, been a CNA for about a year and a half now. Um, but I have worked in three different facilities, and it's been kind of just really interesting experiences. I think you guys have mentioned this before in another podcast. Um, But I really, when I was listening to your podcast, I related to it. I'm like, yes, CNAs, patient care techs, we are at the very bottom of the totem pole. We do all the dirty work. And it's given me like time to get to know patients on like a deeper level. And, um, I've really just appreciated like the really tough moments and we've had the really good moments. And, and there's some moments that I don't even think patients are going to remember, but they were funny for me. And so (laughs) I just all around, like, I just have loved being a CNA, but one of my very first stories that I tell people was my very first day as a CNA. I'd gotten hired. Um, I had started like the online work to become certified, but they train you while you're um, doing that stuff. So you're not just like sitting there like a bump on a log. And um, I was in a SNF is what we call it, but it's a skilled nursing facility. So there's long-term care and then there's rehab. And I was training with a girl in long-term care and we were down in kind of like the back end of the skilled nursing facility kind of where they keep kind of the crazy patients, the ones that yell a lot, you know, and, and they were fabulous and I loved them. But um, my very first interaction with a patient was bright and early. It was like probably like six o'clock in the morning. And there were two at the very end of the hall that were just yellers and they would just yell back and forth and kind of egg each other on. And, (laughs) and this one gentleman was like in his bed and his, his, bed faced the door and his door was open because he was kind of prone to like slipping out of bed. And they had the bed at the lowest position and then a fall mat on the side. But he, we always just saw him hanging out. Um, his like leg was off. His brief was off. Like he just kind of was everything was out. And it was just we just got to know him really well. And <laughs> um, he my very first interaction was I was following her down the hall. And she was going into the last room, but I was walking kind of behind her a little slow just to kind of take everything in. And I hear, uh, hey, and I kind of turn around and I'm looking around and I look in his room. He's hanging off his bed. He's like, just not even really on it. He's more on the mattress on his bed and looks me dead in the eye and just goes, put me back in my bed. And I'm like, <laughs> you are in your bed. And he kind of looks around and he's like, oh, Okay. <laughs> and then that was it. And I'm like, okay, you're good. I'm going to go. And so that was like my very first interaction. I'm like, what did I just get myself into? Like this guy's like naked on his bed. And he's like, back back. <laughs> So he was just the funniest guy. And he loved eating ketchup with everything like breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever it was, you name it, there was ketchup on it. And he was just a character, but yeah, that was, he was my, my very first interesting story.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the nudity amongst uh, people in the nursing homes is quite a sight. So there's sponge baths, there are times when they're in, supposed to be naked while they change and while you change yeah. bedding. But then a lot of older individuals, especially with dementia, tend to just take mm-hmm. their clothes off and they just start naked sometimes. And, just and that's just hang out. They hang out. Yep they'll just walk around they'll leave their room and just be naked so yeah yeah, if you're not comfortable with nudity you'll either become comfortable really quickly or you'll find another job
1: (laughs) yes and and it was always just kind of we were like okay like let's cover you up but he was always just like he did not care and he did i i don't think half the time he knew what was going on but it was just funny because he was just he would just yell at you but do something for him but he was always just naked
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's nice that his first request of you was something you were able to easily take care of for him. I'm like,
2: yeah, you're in your bed.
0: (laughs) You waved your magic wand and he was once again in his bed. (laughs) Excellent nursing skills.
1: Thank you. I do my best. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I have another funny one. Um, Mostly in that same facility. Like, I don't know what was happening in that facility. I feel like... They just were like, Oh, you're crazy. Awesome. Let's get you in. And, (laughs) and the patients we had were wonderful. I I never want it to be like, you know, that I'm talking bad about them. But some instances you're just like, what were you thinking? Like, I need to know like what was going on in your brain while you were doing this. Um, anyway. And so I had a patient, most of the patients that we had were two person transfers. So it wasn't safe for one person to transfer them alone. And I'm teeny tiny, like I, you know, a couple inches away from being a legal midget, just kind of like mm-hmm. I'm strong, but it's not safe most of the time. Um, and so one of the patients that I had, she wasn't doing well, wasn't feeling good, was just kind of like, I'm feeling sick. I need the nurse to come in and help me like I need medicine, just kind of was on her call light, you know, needing me. And I had other patients to take care of. And she called me in and I went in there and I was like, Hey, how are you doing? She's like, I have to go to the bathroom right now. Like you need to get me up and I need to go in there. And I was like, brand new CNA. I'm like, okay, let's go. I got this. And (laughs) I was wearing Crocs at the time, luckily. So it was easy just to wash off, but we were getting her, I was helping her get up off of her bed and stuff came out both ways at the exact same time. And I, I, just was like, okay, hold it in, keep it in. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Like it's okay. Just, and it was just so bad. And the only thing I like was calling for help on my radio, the only thing that brought anybody in was a nurse walked by and smelled it and was like, what's going on? And saw me like cradling this woman in my arms and was like, oh, let me help you. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Thanks. This is great. And so we, luckily we got her onto the under the toilet and she was fine after that but it took a good couple hours to get stuff off the floor to get stuff off the bed to get stuff off of me so yeah that was my my poor mom when she listens to this she's gonna be like you never told me that because she never <laughs> wants to hear this stuff so
0: sorry <laughs> mom i don't tell you apart. every time i get peed and pooped yeah. on something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh but i just felt so bad for that girl but yeah she she was she did better after that. We just had to let everything go at the yeah. same time. So
0: Yeah. So anytime anybody has started their career as a CNA and stayed in healthcare, I know they're in healthcare for the right reasons because you do get pooped on, peed on, vomit um, just and you deal with some of the most difficult situations in patients, like we said in the previous podcast, kind of like shit rolls downhill. Like it goes, <laughs> it everything you know. Like anybody that feels like they have any type of seniority or higher status is not going to do certain things, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it gets to the CNA, and there's nobody for you, you to turn to, and you got to do it. And so, if you stay in the healthcare after that, it means you really truly care about these individuals and healthcare, making the world a better place. Otherwise, you would be at a bank working in a totally different career. So the yes, fact that you are I, now in nursing school yes. means you you love these people. Mm-hmm.
1: Dedicated. Yes. <laughs> I had a patient today, actually, who um, I walked in while she was on the on the toilet. She needed help getting up. And she just goes, I am so sorry that you have to deal with this. And I, I told her, I was like, this is the first time I've ever said anything like this. But I was like, you know, what? this is true. I said, look, I wouldn't have applied for this job if I didn't want to be here helping you. Like, nothing else bothers me. You know, <laughs> it's and she goes. Yeah, you're right, actually. Okay, cool. (laughs) And totally made her feel better. There's just some things that I feel like you need to say to people as a healthcare worker. Um, Like, whether it be true or you sprinkle on a little, like, extra sugar on top, but just to make people feel better. Like, it's, we're human. And, you know, they're going through hard things, life changes, problems, like, and you just got to be their support.
0: Yeah. And I, I often tell them, you know what, I'd rather be on my end of this encounter as well. You know, like, yes, you're going through something worse than I am. Like I am on the good end of this encounter. You're going through mm-hmm. something much harder. Right. Yes, yeah. I had to come in on the weekend to see you, but I'm not in the hospital hurt. You know, I'm the one that gets to go home after this. So when people apologize, sorry, you had to come in on a Sunday or, oh, I heard you with your family eating dinner. I'm so sorry you had to come in. I'm like, well, I got to go home. You know, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Like, that's the reason yeah. I'm here. That's why I do what I do. And I get to go home. And you, unfortunately, have to stay here for a few days.
2: And when you've yeah. been the person in the hospital, getting that care, it makes all the difference, the interaction you have with the people taking care of you. Because I have been in a situation with, um, as the parent, and my son being taken care of, and had both scenarios where one encounter was very dismissive. And um, it just made the whole situation so much harder for everyone. And I've also been in a situation where kind words were given. And you can feel the energy off of people who want to be there or don't want to be there. And as a patient or a patient advocate, it makes all the difference to your experience. And just like none of it needs to be harder you know, none of it needs to be more difficult. No. And we always say in our house, we believe in soap. We believe in soap. We believe it works. And <laughs> when, when you were washable. Like that, yeah. yeah, you were washable. And I mean, there are times as a parent where I'm just, I believe in soap, just washing my hands. I'm just, I believe in it. This works. Yep. I am clean. I
1: promise. Yep. Uh, it's true. Soap works. Luckily. Yep.
0: Now, any others in the funny category, or are we moving on to some of the more heartfelt? Do I need to get my tissues ready for some of the more touching stories? <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, I do have a funny one that I want to say for the end. My mom Perfect. says I tell that story okay. the best, yeah. but I do have a very sweet story. So, I, um, I when I first started working, I really. Really bonded with a specific patient and she was like very first room that you walk when you walk in the front door You turn into the patient halls. She's the very first room she was such a sweet lady and I Was there for her very first day. I did her admit and I'm like hi welcome like we're so glad to have you here and you know Thanks for you know choosing us and just I don't know like customer <laughs> service, but I was like we're so glad you're here and, And she would ask me to tell her stories about like what I was doing after the work or like, you know, funny things that I had done. I go country dancing and she was like, yes, like (laughs) tell me about the boys that you're dancing with. I I will tell you about the boys. And her husband ended up being in the facility a couple weeks after her. And I came in one day and learned that her husband had passed away overnight. And it was just super random, super random fluke. Um, the nurse had gone in five minutes before, um, the tech had, and the nurse walked in, patient was totally fine talking, all good. Um, and then the, the CNA or the tech walked in and, um, called a code blue and they did CPR and he didn't make it. And so I had worked the day before and then came in that next morning and she had heard and she was just a completely different person. And to the point where she Be like looked physically ill, um, and it was just such an interesting change, um, in who she was, and she wasn't like talking ever. And um, it was just like really kind of heartbreaking for me because I'm like, wait a second, like we were you know such good friends. What, what I like, I'm so sorry about your husband, like, I and I, it was just like insane for the change for me because I'm like, oh my gosh, like she is hurting and she is you know, in pain physically, but also now emotionally. And she ended up passing away a couple of days later. Um, and I was in on, on shift, but I wasn't in her hallway. Um, and one of my biggest regrets is I had the feeling to go in and say goodbye when I walked in that morning. And um, I just ignored it. And I was like, I'll go get, you know, I'll go get shift change done and then I'll go in. And it ended up being crazy. And so I didn't get to go in. But um, one of my coworkers came and found me because she knew that she and I were close and said, Hey, um, she passed away. If you want to go in, they're coming to get the body, but we've done post mortem care, just kind of taking care of her and everything. Um, and if you want to go say goodbye, you, you can and so she took over my floor for me or my hall for a little bit and i walked in there and there is something so beautiful about being in a room with somebody who has just passed away something that is just so peaceful and serene and it is heartbreaking and and it you, ve- you feel you feel very close to you know god and I, and i believe in god and i believe that you know we're going to be somewhere after this life and i just felt so much peace when i was distraught walking down there and i walked in and it's just a completely different a different space and i was able to say my goodbyes and and she looked so peaceful from from where she was when her husband passed away to now to the point where you know she's with her husband and um it was just the most beautiful thing. And then in nursing school, we were asked to share some experiences after every clinical rotation. And one of the girls was visibly upset because she had had a patient pass away while she was on that floor. Um, And she and I were able to talk after. And I had told her, I was like, listen, it happened to me. And I was like, what did you notice when you came, when you went into the room after the patient had passed? And she was like, "I felt." such peace and I wasn't expecting to feel peace and I was like really it's like and we had talked about our beliefs and stuff like that but I don't know I just this is kind of like my my thing that I want to share with people is when you know somebody that you love you know is gone if, if they're still if you know if you're able to go say your goodbyes' just take a second and just stop and just you know like feel. I don't really know what, how to describe that, but just feel there's something so beautiful about the end of life. Um, It's kind of, I say it in the most like sweet way that it's kind of like you're graduating, you moved on, you're done. And I was very attached to this girl and and it broke my heart, but it changed my perspective on care. And on making sure that everybody, you know, feels like they are worth something because at the end of the day, you might not get to say goodbye. And it's kind of changed just how I've, how I've lived and how, um, you know, I've treated every single patient because you don't know if you're, you get to go home. We talked about this earlier. You get to go home, but you don't know if you're going to see them the next day. And, you know, your, your interaction with them at any moment matters. So,
0: and it was the other thing that stuck out in your story was how sweet it was that your colleague the other nurse came and found you and let you know and then took over so that you would have that time that's not required or mandatory and mm-hmm. she had her own work to do or her own family to go home to and she still took that time knowing that it'd be beneficial or meaningful to you so that's the other thing too it's just not even just the people we interact with as patients, but just how we support each other. So yeah. most people in medicine go into it because we care. And that comes across in some of the other, the ways we interact with each other sometimes as well. And that was very sweet of her to do that for you.
2: It was really sweet for you to be able to to talk it out with, with another student who had a similar experience, who was still struggling because mm-hmm. So often, especially in this really intense training that you guys go through, that doesn't get talked about. It doesn't get flushed out. There's always another patient. There's always another thing to do. But to stop and, like you say, to stop and feel, um, feel the impact. Talk with someone. Um, I'm sure that that made a big difference in in uh, you both going forward.
1: Oh, for sure. And and the coworker that stopped uh, and let me go say my goodbyes. She's She's been my favorite. We've actually worked at two other places together, and I feel like it creates kind of like a bond in in coworkers, at least. Like I, I trust her with my patients, with you know something that you know I need. She's she's there for me, and that I think that's something that's so beneficial, especially in you know like like you were saying a, a fast paced environment, a stressful environment. You take care of the people around you, and you know they're gonna take care of you back. So.
0: Yeah, definitely agree. Now you said that you were going to save your final story for your mom's <laughs> favorite story, so um, maybe going quickly from a sad or a touching moment to uh, another kind of humorous moment. But uh, I tell love us, yeah, tell us your mom's favorite story.
1: Hey, everybody, just shake it off. It's all good. Happy thoughts. <laughs> so my so this was while I was um, doing my last semester, my most recent semester's clinical rotation. So we get to work in different scenarios. So we're in the OR, we're in same-day surgery, we're in um, my B-med and rehab and med surge, and just all these different, we get to see all of these different, um, you know, types of nursing and just kind of get to explore and follow everybody around for a full day. And I got to be in the OR twice, which um, I was super excited about. The first time I was in the OR, I loved it it was freezing, but it was so fun. Um, And just kind of like watching the surgeons and the doctors and and the nurses and like the techs and the orderlies just do their work and just get to sit there and enjoy it was amazing. It was so fun. Nothing like Grey's Anatomy. So Grey's Anatomy (laughs) is a total (laughs) lie, but it was so fun to watch. And so my second rotation in the OR, I was so excited. Like I knew exactly what I was getting into. Um, and it ended up being a slower day, which I was kind of disappointed. Um, and so my nurse that I was following around was like, okay, so the screens aren't working. So you can't really see anything. And we went through like a whole half of a day. And when I got back from lunch, she goes, okay, I have another room for you to go to. You need to go to this room, go walk in there, tell them you're a nursing student. They'll let you watch Little did I know was that I was going into the most crazy surgery ever that I've ever seen. Um, So it's orthopedics. And so pretty much I walk in and the OR nurse turns around holding an entire leg, like apart from a human body. It's already been taken off. And he looks at me and goes, "Ah." you just missed the best part and throws it in a trash can. And I'd walked in not knowing what the surgery was going to be. And I was just like, Oh, okay. Like this is so much cooler than what I was watching before. And so he's chatting with me. He's like, you're a nursing student. Where are you at? What are you doing? Like, are you so excited to be here? Like, and he's like trying to bag up this entire leg and the femur pops out of the bag. And I'm like, he's totally just talking to me, completely distracted. And I'm like, um, there's a bone sticking out right there. And he looks down, and he goes, shoot, I got a double bag it. And I'm just like, what did I just walk into? Oh my God. And so I'm just sitting there and I'm like, holy crap, this is insane. So I sit down for a second because I'm like, I need to just take this in. This is crazy. And so there's um two surgeons in there. There's the um the OR nurse, there's the anesthesiologist and they're all just kind of like chatting and I'm just kind of sitting there on the side, just not being, not doing anything, just listening to their conversation. And I'm sitting by the the screen that has the patient's name on it. So I take a mental note of that because I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. And I had just gotten hired on the rehab floor for my hospital. And so I was like, I take a mental note because normally patients who have, um, like you know a body part taken off like an amputation of any kind they will normally go up to rehab if they're a little bit older and so i'm like okay mental note. and i turn back and the the surgeons are talking the anesthesiologist is talking the OR nurse is talking about like who's going to be who's like the cheapest person and the one of the or texts is like well i don't even take a lunch and i kind of look at them and i'm like you guys are getting paid to be here i'm doing this for free and they totally forgot i was there and they all turn around and they're like oh <laughs> She's still here. Okay, awesome. Yes, you win. So it was just kind of all crazy. And I leave for the day and I start working. I think it was like two or three weeks later. I work on the rehab floor. And I have been looking for this patient. I'm looking for her. I can't find her. I'm like, where is this girl? Like I saw her name. I swear on my life she's on this floor. And I ended up going into a patient's room. Um passing out a dinner tray. It's like the end of my shift. And I put the tray down and I look at her tag on the thing and it's the girl's name. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I kind of turned to look at her and she's busy on the phone. And I just kind of like waited and she put the phone down. She's like, hi, what do you need? And I was like, how are you feeling? Because I had just been studying in school that week that when somebody has an amputation, they might act fine but they might be a little internally like have some complications they might just be like oh no like my life is over you know just some turmoil and i was like i need to be very careful about how i mention this because i don't want her to be like completely distraught and then all of a sudden be like it was the worst thing ever and so i'm (laughs) like how are you feeling And she's like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. Like a whole half of my body is, it's just fabulous. (laughs) And it's telling me all these good things. She's like, it's been dead weight for months and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) okay, (laughs) cool. Can I tell you something kind of weird? And she's like, go for it. Totally like dark humor kind of thing is what the vibe that I was getting. And I was like, so were you... Did you have surgery on this specific day at this specific time and she was like yes. I was like I'm in nursing school. I watched your surgery. I saw your leg pop out of a bag when it was not attached <laughs> to your body. And she goes all she says was grab some gloves. And I'm like what? And she throws her covers off and kind of like wiggles her nub around and goes look at it. And I'm like hey
0: okay. <laughs> look at it
1: (laughs) and so she's like look look at the like look at the the scar the tissues healing well like i'm leaving tomorrow morning like this is so great and i'm kind of looking at it and i'm like this is great i'm like is it does it not feel weird to you that i've seen the inside of your leg as well as the outside now she goes no that's fabulous does it look good it feels good yes you look fabulous my dear this is great Anyway, and so I ended up talking to one of the, the nurses after, and she was like, she literally was leaving at like 7 o'clock the next morning, and I wasn't working for the next couple of days. She's like, I can't believe you saw her. That's incredible. You're sharing that at the next work party we have. <laughs> <laughs> so there's my, my mom's favorite story of I saw a leg off of a human, and then I found the human. <laughs> so one of my very favorite stories.
0: Yeah, the things we see and do, just you don't see and do in any other world. And I don't amputate limbs, but I remove eyeballs when it comes to that, yeah. when the eyeball needs to be removed. And I tell patients when we're at that point, I've never had a patient once the surgery's is done, they're healed. I've never had a patient regret that decision because like you were saying with that patient, it was kind of dead weight. It wasn't making her life any better. And it was just giving her more and more problems. And so usually when we get to the point where something has to be removed, people are very happy that it's gone out of their life, nothing to worry about anymore. It reminds me briefly of my father too, just of the things that we do and see that people don't really grasp or are kind of jarring to normal humans is Mm -hmm. I was talking to my dad about a training I was doing for surgeons. And I said, yeah, we're doing this training. I'm training surgeons on this specific surgical technique. So I ordered some, you know, fresh frozen cadaver heads to teach him. My dad said, you did, did what now? <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, cadaver heads and the frozen ones are better than the preserved ones because it acts more like <laughs> real tissue. So it's much better, they're more expensive but it gives you a much better training than anything else. And he said, now go back to you, you ordered these. There's a, a there's service, a, a website. How does that? Work? Did you Doordash? Head? What did you do? uh, yes, there's a whole organization system, right? system for doctors to do certain things like that. And some of the things that we see and do would get you arrested in any other circumstance, and yet for us are just a normal Friday.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: I can see why that's your mom's favorite, and I love oh, yes. I love the patient's attitude. I love that she was upbeat and happy. And showing it off, you know, just life yep. moves on, and she was ready, it. ready to go. Look at it. <laughs> Love it.
1: it. was, yeah. I was very worried that she was going to be upset, and the alternative was so much better. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: not to say she didn't have some dark moments before or after. Oh, of course. But that's another part of life. There are ups and downs. It's an okay. It's okay to laugh even at the darkest moments, and it's okay to cry when everybody else is laughing. So. Mm-hmm. You just feel what you feel in the moment. And just like you said, with that death of that patient, you take a moment to feel what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And if what you're feeling in the moment is happiness and silliness, go for it.
1: Yep. I know it's true. Yeah, definitely one of the things that I walked out of there and I was like, did that just happen? I actually met her. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that Yeah. that was a good one.
0: Well, I can tell from our brief conversation that you're a great CNA, and I'm glad you're pursuing RN, and I think uh, the world's going to be a better place for what you're doing.
2: Healthcare looks bright. They're they're all
1: (laughs) the same caliber as Cecily. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad. I, yeah, I'm honored. Thank you. I am just... I've, I've been doing it for so long and that's, you know, kind of saying something as somebody who's, who's relatively young and is new to healthcare, but you know, with all the things that I've been doing, I'm like, that was kind of my main reason for applying to nursing school. I'm like, look, I've been doing it for so long. I'm not bored yet. Like I'm kind of obsessed and it might be unhealthy, (laughs) but you want me in this program. Absolutely. Absolutely. We do. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. We need people like you, Mm -hmm. but Thank you so much for coming on and have a good night. Hi, this is Dr. Dave. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Please rate, review, and share this episode so that we can continue to get you more stories in the future.